Welcome to the New Hope Youth Group Podcast. On this show, current and former students share truth and what God is doing in their lives. Now here's your host, Tyler Smith. Season two of the New Hope Youth Group Podcast has arrived and we are so excited to put some more shows together. Uh, The goal is to give all of you some encouragement during the week and we hope that you will listen to these short episodes and share them with your friends and family. And this week, we are joined by Molly King. Molly, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Tyler? I'm doing great. It's great to chat with you. It's been a little while uh, since we've been able to connect. Uh, For anyone who doesn't know Molly, I know a lot of you are going to be very interested in learning about some of the things that she's been able to be a part of in her life. Um, She spent time working with CIY, uh, spent time working with the band Carrollton, which I know a lot of you love that are listening to this. Um, and Molly, you've also spent time in ministry and in the school system. Um, did I leave anything out? Um, no, I think that's it. Yeah. That's, I mean, those are the main points. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and some of our listeners may know uh, your dad as well. Um, did I see you just got a a job at Fountain Central? Yeah. So my dad, um, coached at Rockville for 14 years, um, which is where I graduated from. Um, and then after that, he did a stint at Seeger, um, which is in Warren County, and then um, just accepted the job at Fountain Central High School. Um, so he'll be starting there in the fall. So that's awesome. I saw. Yeah. I think I think the number I saw. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's approaching 200 career football wins. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, somewhere close in there. He's been coaching yeah. for like over 30 years. I think 32 total. Um, so yeah, close to 200 career wins, um, and was just inducted into the 2022 class of the Indiana Football Hall of Fame. So I uh, will celebrate that this summer. That's awesome. That, that's just yeah. an insane, insane number, especially for football. Right. So that, yeah. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be fun to follow. Yeah. Um, well, I can't think of a better way to start season two of the podcast than by talking about uh, God's faithfulness. You know, God is so faithful, so amazing. He can, you know, use anything for his glory. And I feel like you and I both, even though we've had different paths, I feel like we've both been very blessed to get to do a lot of different things at a young age, or in my case, a relatively young age, I guess. Right, but, yeah. Um, but I, I feel, you know, so honored to experience all the things that I have, and I know you feel the same way. So I guess I'll leave it up to you. You know, what experience do you want to start with? You want to talk about CIY a little bit, Carrollton, <laughs> ministry? Yeah, I mean, I guess we can just start from the beginning, beginning of my ministry experience. Um, like, I graduated from Lincoln in 2014 um, and wasn't 100% sure like I knew what my degree was in. I got a bachelor's degree in worship ministry with a minor in youth and family ministries. Um, so I knew I wanted to creatively tell the gospel story, um, but just wasn't sure what that looked like and really what setting um, I wanted to do that in, whether that was the church or parachurch. Um, I had grown up going to CIY events um, and so really loved that organization and the way that they called students to a life of kingdom work. Um, So the opportunity to intern for them for a summer was honestly a dream come true. Um, And it wasn't, you know, like it, it was everything that I hoped it would be, but there was so much more than even what I expected. Um, The friendships that I made with people that are full-time DIY employees Um, But also the people that were doing that internship experience with me are still friendships that I hold even to this day. Um, And so that just that community um, is one that's very, very special um, to my heart and to my life. And 
um, to my walk with Jesus, even now um, being removed from that arena even so long ago. Um, but I knew going into that, that um, I had so much that I could learn from the way that they tell the story of Jesus and the way that they present the gospel to students. Um, and so I got to pick um, the brains of Eric Epperson and John Luzatter and just figure out how my life could intersect um, the gospel um, and how to make that happen no matter what job I held, um, whether that was being a full-time vocational minister or doing what I do now um, and um, serving as a teacher for special needs students. That was not on my radar, but the things that I'm doing and the ways that I'm um, involved with people in my current job um, I can look back at lessons that I learned while I was interning with CIY and point to those things and say, oh, yeah, I learned that there. And I've just continued to build on that um, in my time. Um, so, yeah, like it, it's hard to come out of college and like land your dream gig for a short season and then go, OK, now what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, I every time, you know, CIY is even talked about, I'm just so like incredibly drawn in um and you know some of the the words you mentioned are just how how good at storytelling they are and and the emphasis they put on kingdom work and they always talk about being the bridesmaid not the bride yeah. the church is the bride yeah and and that's i mean i, I can't imagine how well timed it was for you and, and for so many others um where they intern there they they work for ciy and it, it just kind of sets up just a, an amazing mindset um for everything else that you do so right yeah yeah, it does for sure. And it's, and obviously like we didn't go into it being like, oh, this will look so great on a resume. Um, but it did like any, any church I went to interview for later was like, oh, you interned at CIY. And to me growing up, going to those events, I had that mindset of, oh, this is this person. And they are always on a CIY stage. But when you get down to the heart and soul of who those people are, like they're just people that love Jesus, that have an incredibly cool job and an incredibly cool opportunity um, to point people to Jesus with not only what they do on stage, but with their life as well. Um, so I got to, you know, kind of see how, how that works too, and carry that into ministry situations too. And see how I actually just launched a podcast of their own. Um, yeah. It's very driven towards, you know, ministry, uh, youth pastors and um, people involved, but I think it's good for all ages. They've, uh, I think they're doing sure. every other week. So it's like the third yeah. episode and, yeah. and, uh, you mentioned Eric Epperson. He's on the, the first one. I think. Yes, first he is. Um, yeah. He's on the very first one. I listened to that one because this is a funny side story. Um, so I worked with Eric at two, um, CIY events that I was at for a full week. Um, and Taylor Brown was speaking at one of them. And I like just the way that Taylor presents, um, and speaks, is always the one that has always captured me. Um, and I just like hang on every word, which is an incredible thing from any public speaker. Um, but Taylor just does a great job. And so um, after I left CIY, this was when Periscope was very popular. Yeah. I'm kind of dating myself, but it's fine. Um, so there was one evening where I remember it like it was yesterday, where I got a Periscope notification and Taylor Brown had just gone live and he was telling stories from the viewpoint of his dog. 
And it was the most hilarious thing I'd ever watched in my entire life. And I watched the whole thing. And I went to work the next day and I was exhausted because it went till like <laughs> one in the morning. And Classic. everybody would be like, right. And everybody would be like, Molly, why are you so tired today? And I was like, oh, I was watching funny videos. But then I went into my youth ministry meeting and they were like, Molly, why are you so tired? And I was like, I watched Taylor Brown tell stories from the viewpoint of his dog for three hours last night. And they were like, oh, that makes total sense. And I was like, cool. So anything that Taylor says about storytelling, I highly endorse. So yeah, yes. and he he was on that first episode too. Yeah, and, he uh, was. He was. And if if you don't know that name, you probably would at least know announcement guy Jim. Right. That's him. Yeah. Yes, all of the announcement guys. Yes, <laughs> he's he's a good one. So yeah, very cool. And was it through CIY then that you got the Carrollton experience? Because I know Carrollton was involved a lot in CIY. Or yeah, kind of a separate thing. No, that it was definitely um, a CIY thing. So my very last week um, doing events for CIY. Um, so the way that that internship is set up is. Um, for the summer. Um, so you spend those three weeks there kind of learning the ropes and then they send you out for six weeks. Um, to do six different events that are the same each week, but in different locations um, with different teams of people, that sort of thing. Um, so my very last week out, week six, was in um, Maryland, and we had driven um, from Cleveland, Tennessee to Maryland. And on our way there, we had heard that, you know, we were working with Carrollton that week, and those guys of Carrollton have um, one of the best reputations of any band that um, CIY works with. Not that any of them have bad reputations, but everybody loved working with the guys of Carrollton. Um, so we had heard that they were coming and it was going to be the full week. And we were all very, very excited about working with them. Um, their drummer was, um, his name is Michael. Um, he was out for that week because his wife had just had their fourth child. And so he was back in Louisville um, with her taking care of kids, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so he wasn't there. They had a sub, um, but still going to be awesome. Most of, most of the band. Um, then we got the word when we got to Maryland that, um, Justin, their lead singer, his mom had passed away completely unexpectedly. Um, not anything that he saw coming. Mom was completely healthy and then, um, passed away. So we were kind of bummed and trying to figure out like, if that was even still who was going to be there, what was going on. Um, so they ended up still coming with their three piece instead of their normal four. Um, and it was a really great week and um, became really good friends with Jordan, their bass player um, through that week. Um, a couple years had passed since that CIY experience and I kept up with them um, on social media, would go to their shows whenever they were um, in the areas where I was living. Um, and one, one show in particular was after, um, I had lost a job in a church, um, where I was doing communications, um, social media, graphic design, photography, those kinds of things. Um, and I loved that church that I was at. Um, I loved the job that I was doing, um, with that medium in particular and being able to not only tell the story of Jesus through that platform, but also the story of that local church, um, and so I went to that show because I was like, I'm still friends with these guys. I would love to see them. Their music is always really impactful. Um, so I went and ended up talking with Jordan at the end of the show. 
and was just kind of like, this is where my life is right now. And it feels very much in shambles. And I don't even know what's next. I I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and he was just like, we're, we're kind of in that spot too. Like all of us individually, um, all of us as a group. Um, so we get it. And so for someone to just hear what I was going through and to say, I get it. I'm also there um, was really helpful um, in that season for sure. And um, so I left and I just told them like I did every single time, if I can help you guys in any way, um, let me know. I don't know what I can do, but I would love to help. Um, and so Jordan called me the next day and was like, hey, we've been talking and the way that you communicate with us is mostly through social media and we are awful at it. <laughs> like we don't do it well. We're all mid thirties guys and we don't really care about social media, but we know that we need to care for um, the platform that we have as far as musicians and um, the, the following that we have. So would you be willing um, to work alongside us and to um, take over that portion um, of our ministry because they viewed what they did as ministry as well. Um, and so that's kind of how that all came about um, was just a one week working with them three years previous um, and then being able to just keep that relationship going. Um, and then I worked with them for um, two and a half years, which was a lot, a lot of fun. So they're a great group of guys. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember working with Jordan because we had them for a United Seville event. Yeah. And then, and then obviously seeing them at CIY for two or three right. years. Right. And and uh, I I knew, I mean, I had a good idea of just the kind of people that they were. Because um, I know like when I was in college, I worked through a rock stock company, which is put on Christian shows. And yeah. you get the behind the scenes, which is great but not always great when it's like well this band was kind of mean or they're right. kind of like you know yeah. whatever but but then you have some bands you're like man they're so uh, servant-minded and humble and just amazing right. and so you, you tend to like those bands even more when you have yeah. that experience and I figured you know in my my brief interaction with Carrollton that they were in that category of yeah. the good kind so yeah they're very much the same people on stage as they are off stage um you know the green room the van traveling to shows on stage, they're the same through and through. Um, and it, the family dynamic that they had between each member of the band, I felt very pulled into as well. Um, it's different. Um, it can have a different feel being a single female that is much younger than the rest of that group. Um, but I never felt weird. Um, I never felt like I was out of place. Um, I never felt like I shouldn't be included in things because they never let me feel that way. Um, I was always seen as a member of the team. Um, I, they would jokingly tell me that I was the fifth member of Carrollton um, because people, I would just be walking around shows doing my thing. Um, and people would ask me, you know, like, who are you? What's your relationship? And there was one time in particular where um, one of the members was walking by when someone asked that and they just legitimately said, oh, she's, she's our fifth member. It's like, she's fine. Um, so it always, it always was very inclusive and I never felt like, um, my voice was hindered. I never felt like, um, I wasn't appreciated, um, or that the job that I was doing wasn't wanted or needed. Um, cause I think, especially from an artist perspective, um, you like, there's always that little glimpse of wanting to be wanted and needing to be needed. Um, not in a vain way, but just like, does what I'm doing matter? Does the art that I'm 
putting out into the world matter? Does the story that I'm telling, does that matter? Um, and I never felt like in that season that the story I was telling didn't matter. Let me ask you this. When, when you think of uh, God's faithfulness in your own life through mm-hmm. all these experiences, uh, through all these experiences that you've had, um, what's kind of the first thing that comes to mind? Because I know that all these things have really they've they've uh, in different ways fit together. And I love, you know, stories like that that just shows, you know, God's got it. He's, he's in control. He knows what he's doing yeah. through the ups and downs of life and ministry and everything in between. Um, but for you personally, what comes to mind when you think of God's faithfulness? <laughs> um, I mean, there's a lot that comes to mind. I, I think that, that God's faithfulness is, um, I mean, it's evident. I see it so many, so many threads, um, from the time I graduated, um, college to where I am now, it's genuinely just been every time, every time there's been a change, I look back at a different season and it might not be the season I just came out of, but, um, there's been something that has been said to me, um, by a, by a person that I trust um, back on my days in college where, you know, I was trying to figure out what I even wanted to do, um, what I wanted my life to look like, um, what job I wanted to have, because that was what everyone was stressing out about. (laughs) Um, and so I remember sitting in both Sue Jones's office and Rondell Ramsey's office and just like crying, right? Legends, (laughs) legends, love them both so, so much. And I would not be the person I am without either of them. Um, but I just remember at two different times in my last semester on campus, um, just sitting in their offices and being like, I have no idea. I have no idea what I want to do. Um, and both of them just telling me that I had the gift of teaching. And I was just like, guys, I don't like, I don't want to teach. That's not what I want to do. Like, this is the path, um, that I've gone to school for that. Like I, this is it. Like, this is what I'm doing. And they're just like, hold on to that. Cause I don't know what it's going to be later, but, um, I think that that is something that can be in your future if you want it to be. Um, And so, you know, I did, um, I did youth ministry. I did worship ministry. I did communications um, in multiple different realms. Um, And then the pandemic hit um, and I was living in Pennsylvania, which is a whole different story in and of itself. Um, But I just remember feeling the need to come home. Um, and I didn't really know what that meant. Cause I was like, God, there's no ministry jobs at home. Like, I don't know what you want me to do, but, um, I just remember feeling like I needed to come home. Um, and I ended up subbing, um, in the local schools and then taking a maternity leave, covering a maternity leave in high school, special education, um, and fell in love with it and knew that that was at least for this next season, however long that is, that this is what I need to be doing. Um, and I look, and when I said yes, when I finally said yes to that, I just remember thinking back to those times sitting in Rondell and Sue's offices when I was a hot mess, trying to plan my life as a 22 year old and looking back at it and saying, oh, okay, they weren't far off. <laughs> like yeah. they weren't. And so just having those, those voices of people that God placed in my life um, to really point me in a direction that might not look like what I wanted it to look like. Um, but also realizing that most of the time when we're following Jesus and we're chasing after him, um, our life doesn't 
look like what we think it's going to look like. And we, we can see that through scripture too. Um, you know, the apostles thought that they were going to be fishermen for the rest of their life. Um, and then Jesus comes along and picks them up out of obscurity basically and says, here's what you're going to do. And that life looked nothing like what they thought it would, um, both when they were in that life and after they just dropped their nets, um, and followed Jesus. Um, so I think that God's goodness and God's faithfulness in my life specifically hasn't ever looked like what I thought it would, but it's also way better than anything I could have dreamt up on my own. Yeah. It's such a good word. I've, um, I've said this before. I just need to go ahead and do it. I need to ask people probably like, I don't know, maybe like 25 or older, or I don't know what age I'll pick. But I'll say, how many of you are currently where you're at or, or currently are where you thought you would be at when you were 15 or 16 right. or even even 20? Right. And the, per- the percentage of that's going to be so, so low. But right. that should also give anyone out there encouragement, um, yeah. even if you're even if you're older, like you can start now and, and God's got you know big plans for you now Yeah. Um, and with what's next. But um, people often say that, you know, timing is everything. And I agree. But yeah. I think the better, better explanation God's timing is everything. And yes. so whatever you're going through right now, God is still faithful. Um, speaking of Carrollton, he's faithful to provide, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. And whatever, uh, whatever thing that you want right now, you might not get that thing, but you may get that thing later or whatever you need, you know, right. God is, is faithful. And, and I just, you know, your, your entire world, your entire, you know, the season of life you're going through might be difficult. Um, and God may not show up the way you want him to, but it doesn't change a thing about his faithfulness, his plan, and ultimately his promises for this life and more importantly, the one to come. So right, yeah, it's pretty incredible just to think about it and, and reflect. And, and I love, you know, just those conversations too of here's all the things that happen and, and man, God is just in control every step, even, even we don't know it. So, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, I, you can't see where I'm sitting right now, but I, it's, it's about 4:20 when we are recording this and I'm actually sitting in my car in the parking lot of the school that I teach in, um, which happens to be the exact same building that I went to high school in. Um, the name of it is different now because of consolidation and all of those things. But when I was 15 years old, I was like, I'm never going to be a teacher ever. Like, don't know. I'm not doing it. Both my parents are teachers. I, I don't ever want to teach. Um, but I walk in every day and I get to serve students in my hometown, um, in the exact same building, in the exact same hallways that I ran around when I was a kid. Um, and so it's just really cool to see that come full circle, um, and to just see how God is using me here, um, in a place that I, honestly, I was like, I'm never coming back. Not that I had anything against where I grew up, but it's just one of those things where, um, and I'm sure you kind of feel this way too sometimes where you're like, I want to go out and experience everything else that I can, not in a bad way, but just to, you know, see how God created other parts of the world um, and how other people experience the world. Um, But I was just always drawn back to here for some reason. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what exactly that reason is. Um, But again, that's one of those things that we might not see until later. So. Yeah. And that's part of the whole faithfulness thing too, is that, you know, you're being faithful, what you're called to do right now. And so that's, you know, um, being used by God and, and, 
you know, your everyday life is so incredibly important. And I can definitely relate, you know, if I was, if I had not gone to college and then to Florida for three and a half years, I, I may feel differently about living yeah. at home, but now I just look at it completely different. It's just right. like, I, I'm not just here, just kind of going through life. I'm here, you know, for a purpose and yeah. of course being around family and friends and um, things that are familiar is really helpful when it yeah. comes to ministry and coaching and all these different things. But right. Um, it's just a, it's cool to, to think back and, and later in life. And I'm sure years from now, we'll have many new stories to reflect on of what God was doing. So yeah, definitely. But hey, thanks for uh, joining us. Um, keep inspiring and encouraging people in your life, no matter what you're going through. Loved uh, hearing those stories and um, I think this is a great, great first episode of season two and We'll be in touch. Hopefully we'll get you back on sometime as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's been a lot of fun.